Yo, Gorillas, welcome to the Athlete Insider Podcast by Goronation. My name is Phil, and today's guest is one of the most complete calisthenics freestyle athletes and uh, somebody who is admired by a lot of statics and dynamics athletes with his skills. I'm really happy to welcome you to the show, Thomas Kurganov. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for the invitation. Glad to be here. Get started, man. Yes, already uh, nice that you you are uh, for you it's early morning right now. For me, it's uh, the 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 end of the workday. So uh, opposite yeah. schedules. <laughs> True. <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's kick off. Uh, who is Thomas Kurganov? How do you present yourself? Um, so basically, like uh, when I'm first like meeting people or introducing myself, I will uh, tell people that I'm professional calisthenics athlete and that I'm also a personal trainer. Um, and then if they ask any more like in-depth questions, like what is calisthenics, then I'll go like more in detail about, uh, the sport and exactly what I'm doing and how I'm training people. Okay, uh, great. And, uh, you're living in the U S right? I am living in LA right now, California. Mm -hmm. Great. And, uh, I saw like, uh, I always see this, uh, Ukraine flag in your, uh, in your bio. So you're not like, uh, uh, 100% American. Can you tell us? Yeah. More my, about it? my whole family is actually from Ukraine, from Kiev. Wow. Um, and I'm the first generation born here in America. So it's pretty cool. I have a bunch of family over there and I really hope to visit one day. Um, and yeah, I know some athletes from over there. I think you also did an interview with Melnik. Yes. Um, so there's some super strong athletes over there. And yeah, that's pretty much where my family is from. Okay. And the good genetics, because <laughs> I always see these, <laughs> these crazy that's Ukrainian beasts. Says. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah right. so so nice uh but but it what i really enjoy is uh like your english is perfect uh so uh this is really thank nice you, thank for, you for the people uh listening to this i think it, they will enjoy um people always ask these three questions um how old are you so right now i just turned 21 okay cool mm -hmm. and uh, how tall are you I'm about five seven, five eight, so pretty short. Five seven, five eight. Do you know how much this is in centimeters? Um, I'm actually not quite sure, but in weight, I know I am about sixty one, sixty two kg. Sixty one, sixty two kg for the uh, U.S. American uh, viewers. How many? Uh, what is it? That will be one forty. 140. Okay, and and in centimeters, your height is one seventy. Um, uh, okay. Just for the European, uh, okay. listeners. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, so yeah. Um, tell us the story, how you got in touch with calisthenics. Um, when did it come into your life? He said, Ron. So, um, I've been doing calisthenics total for around six years now. And my calisthenics journey started when I was about 14, 15 years old. Um, when I was just starting calisthenics before, um, I was already like a pretty athletic guy. Um, I was really into parkour and martial arts and pretty much like I didn't know anything about calisthenics. There was not much videos out and it was just me and my friend um, training at the local parks and in our in our backyards here with the bars that we had. Um, and so at first, my friend, he introduced me to he showed me what a pullover is. And like once I saw what a pullover was, I was like, okay, that's cool. Like I want to learn how to do that. And I learned it after one week and then he showed me what a muscle up was and we both, we couldn't do it. So that was like our mission, like from that moment, like we want to get a muscle up because like we've seen people doing it and it's super cool. And 
it all started from then. Like we would just go to the park training muscle ups. And eventually my friend, he went into doing the bodybuilding and I got so addicted to calisthenics. And like, once I got the muscle up, I just knew there was like so many more possibilities for me. Um, and I knew I was capable of so much more. Um, so I just, I kept training from there on. And eventually I started going to, um, gymnastics gyms because for the first whole year of my, uh, calisthenics journey, I was only doing reps and sets for the first year. And then I started uh, seeing the videos and stuff with the freestyle and everything. And then I went to the gymnastics gym and over there um, I was learning how to do backflip and I was trying to do like freestyle on the bars over there. And I met this guy and we started training together and he was from uh, the Venice beach and he was part of the, the local calisthenics uh, group over there. Uh, I believe it was called Venice dynamics. And so we started training together and then eventually he introduced me to his team and I started training with them. And then they had their first annual competition of the year in the summer. And they invited me to go compete because I've been training with him. And so I was like, cool, I'll go see what it's all about. And I was only like 16, 15 years old around this time. And so when I came, um, I participated in just the handstand challenge and I was too scared to do the freestyle. And because I only had a few tricks, I was not confident in myself. And I was a very shy person back then as well. Um, and so after that competition, I kind of like made it my mission that I'm going to train more freestyle and I'm going to get better as an overall athlete. And so then the next competition comes around. I believe it was in Santa Monica. They canceled the Battle of the Bars in Florida. And I came to watch the battle. And I didn't know I was going to be able to compete. Um, they told me I couldn't at first. And I see a bunch of guys that are like 17 years old, 18, 16, like around my age that are competing. So I'm like, okay, like maybe I can talk to the guy and maybe I can compete. And so he tells me like, can you do a backflip? Can you do a handstand? Then you can compete. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I go to compete and my dad was there also. So he signed a little waiver for me. Um, and it was cool. I competed and actually ended up winning that whole competition. Wow. And that was for me, that was the beginning of everything. That's when I knew, like, I wanted to start competing more. I wanted to start getting more involved with the community. Um, and I also met a bunch of people from the community there. Um, and from that day, like we started training together. It wasn't just me anymore. Um, and it was like a bunch of guys and I invited them over later to my house. And that's when we formed the West Coast Warriors, the team. Um, and for two whole years after that, we were just training and motivating each other as friends in the community, um, coming up together. And that's all it was. It was nothing serious. And we didn't have any really like certain path that we were following, you know, it was just for fun. Um, and then after the two years, we added some new members to the team and we started really having a mission. We started uh, to create our website and come out with programs, tutorials, different blogs and merchandise and just try to grow the sport and help spread the sport in any way we can, you know, and now I've been doing calisthenics for six years. Yeah. So that's how it, that's how it started. Wow. That's yeah. uh, already a crazy journey. So many things in there. <laughs> uh, so many questions already answered uh, because people always ask for how long do you, did you only do basics? Um, because um, 
for me, it feels that uh, the young generation, they want to do like the planches and the, the 360s and the dynamics, et cetera, really, really quick after beginning. Um, even like, uh, even in the first training, they try, but they, like after a few months, they want to yeah. achieve it. And I see a lot of professional athletes like you with experience that they like did only basics for a year or like me even sometimes two years. So what's your opinion on that for, for also looking on the joints, on the tendons, et cetera? I think in terms of what I did, I was very smart um, because I would, to anybody that's starting calisthenics automatically, I would recommend to start out with the basics reps and sets. And, you know, after doing it for a year, or I think I was doing it for a year and a half, I was also involved in uh, social media online challenges, like 14 day calisthenics challenge. And those were all reps, different sorts of uh, cycles and repetitions for workouts. And so that's what gave me my foundation. That's what gave me my, my strength. I was able to have already like a good pooling strength and already a good foundation for a pushing strength. Um, and so like when I was transitioning into statics, um, it wasn't like so much of like a strain on my tendons and joints, like you were saying, you know, so I already had some conditioning, um, and always I'm telling people, no matter what level you're at, if you're already like super professional, you always have to do the basics. And a lot of people, they don't think this because I don't post it all the time on my social media, but I'm always going back and doing the basics and doing the foundations and working to make sure that I'm safe. And that's what really allows me to have my endurance and to stay healthy, to perform the super advanced skills and exercises. I can imagine. Um, and uh, like you said, your goal in the beginning was the muscle up, uh, like uh, for, of course, uh, for, uh, first, uh, um, how's it called? The turn, uh, the uh, pull over, pull over. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And uh, then the muscle up. And after that, uh, was it always the planche or did you know that you want to go into <laughs> dynamics and statics? Like, how did it feel? No. So at first, like it was all just strength based, like repetitions. Like I didn't know anything about statics or freestyle. Mm -hmm. Like when I was doing this, like I was literally just like, how many variations of reps can I do? Like, can I do muscle up clap? Can I do like archer muscle up? Can I do different variations of pull-ups and dips and push-ups and, you know, figuring out different cool, uh, like cycles, um, that I can do together and add exercises together, like little rep combos almost, you could say. Um, but yeah, I didn't always know. And then once I started like getting more involved with the community, like Instagram, um, and going to the beach more and training with all those guys, I got like the hype and the motivation to, to do all the freestyle and stuff because like I was, I was doing parkour before. So I kind of had like a good awareness of my body already. And for me, it was a lot of fun just to like jump around and like do flips and tricks and, and twists, you know, and being able to go to the gymnastics gyms back then. Um, that's what really like exposed me to the freestyle and to the statics. I was able to play around safely under the foam pits and just try different things. And it just started getting up and up and up after that. <laughs> What's funny is for me also Instagram is a world if you enter it like before everything is quite normal you think you're quite strong doing your muscle ups or clap push ups or whatever and then you mm -hmm. enter the world of Instagram and uh, there are like people doing I don't know one arm muscle ups and like crazy crazy stuff and that's uh, the the reason I think why the new generation is, is wanting to learn skills so fast because they think everybody can do a full planche everybody every calisthenics athlete 
And on the other hand, it's also a good thing if you use it right to um, set different standards because you for yourself, due to your friends, due to Instagram, you had different standards of what's possible. Exactly. And that's why we started creating like different programs and tutorials for people, because like you said, people now are, they're so eager to jump into that kind of training and you can't tell somebody, no, like, don't do that. Like if they want to do it, like they're going to do it, you know? So they might as well have like more information uh, when they start doing it so they can be safer and they can follow like the right steps, you know? So because like I went through it without anybody teaching me or like, telling me what the right thing was you know like when i was first starting it was just looking through every single uh youtube video there was and there was not much you know and back then you didn't know what was right or what was wrong so it was just attempt a lot of attempts just doing the progressions that you can and you know trying to gain the strength in any way you could for me form was not really a concern like I didn't really care about a technique back then for the first two years of my static training um it was just build the strength, build the volume. And then after that, once I started getting, seeing a lot of progress with my strength, I started focusing a lot more on the technique and cleaning everything up, making everything look pretty. That yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Definitely. Um, people asked, um, how long did it take from your first workout ever to the first, um, yeah, let's call it 80% clean full planche hold. Um, so from my first full planche hold to like my clean full planche no from the first workout ever like in uh, mm. like starting calisthenics really with uh, sets and reps as you said uh -huh. um to the first uh, full planche the clean quite okay. clean one okay so my first workout um i would say after the whole year and a half of doing like reps and sets um for me to get my first straddle planche hold it took me just like a few months like three months and and then it was actually took me way longer to get from straddle to full planche like mm -hmm. for me that was like a big gap for some reason and so i think it took about six to eight months from straddle to full so in total i would say about you know over a year and a half okay If I understand it right, one and a uh, one year and a half of uh, reps and sets, around there, plus three uh, months of straddle. So you could say like two years, yeah. Okay, okay, and then totally. like a few months again for the full mm -hmm. planche. Okay, because this is this is really important because a lot of athletes. Um, And this is why the community said, please ask the uh, questions specifically like this, because otherwise, um, if I ask how long did it take for you to learn the full planche, then maybe you say yeah, from the sturdle planche, I took, uh, I don't know, for six months or something. And six months sounds really short, you know, like, but I understand. Probably... Yeah. So in total, from the beginning of my journey, to answer that question, from the beginning of my journey to a full planche hold, I will say it took around two years okay cool that's around an, two years yeah. an honest answer that's mm -hmm. cool um yeah. yeah i'm asking myself because, uh, 
uh, as I as I said in the beginning already, uh, for me, if I think of of you as an athlete, as I think of somebody who is really complete, who is like uh, really strong in, in statics and dynamics, and that's uh, not say let's say quite rare, uh, or like it's something that's really special. Um, what what did what was necessary to make you that person? Um, did you just train more than everybody else? Did you, was it the, the your focus? What what's the reason in your opinion to that? <laughs> um, that's a good question. So I think it's just the balance of training and what you're focusing on. For me, like at the start of my journey, I was, I was really focusing on strength. Like that was my, like, that was why I got into doing calisthenics. Um, I was really appealed by the strength aspect and that's why I was doing the reps and sets. Um, after I got introduced to the freestyle it kind of fed that like crazy wild side of me like that loves to do parkour and martial arts and all this crazy stuff you know so that's why i love to do both and like i knew from the beginning like if i were just to like have uh, figure out a balance uh, of training both then i could progress with both you know so i would go to the gymnastics gyms and whenever i'm not training freestyle or learning new moves I'm, I'm training statics. I'm, I'm working out the reps, you know, I'm doing the basics and I'm trying to get as strong as I can. Um, and so over the years, like I've realized a lot of different methods of training. And I think the best, the best thing for me is, um, to understand what is periodization training, what is specialization and how to different differentiate your workouts between form training um, or how to balance your workouts for form training, endurance training, and strength training. Okay, so in understanding how to balance all of that in your in your schedule will allow you to be a complete athlete. Because for me, like um, sometimes what I'll do is I'll be focusing for like one month or a few weeks on like one aspect to get really strong, right. In like, maybe like full planche or Maltese or in some kind of a strength element. Right. And then I'll put all of my focus there and then I'll have my secondary focus on the freestyle or on some other skills. Right. So my main uh, priority is what I'm focusing in those weeks, the, the planche or whatever. And then after that, I can switch my focus after I see a good amount of progress. So what that allows me to do is to, to really focus all of my energy and effort onto like one skill or a few skills. And that way I can see a lot of progress versus like, um, I'm focusing on everything at the same time, you know, and then I'm only seeing little progress in, in all of the things, you know what I mean? So for me, yeah, I would say that's what it is. Okay. And that's something, um, if I can tell for the, for the viewers, that's something that I see a lot of times in these interviews with professional athletes, that they do some kind of maintenance work. That's how they call it for, um, different elements. Um, they don't do them regularly or they just do them uh, from time to time, but they focus on one, one aspect. And that's what you just said, uh, when, and which seems to work. Otherwise you wouldn't be there, uh, sitting in front of trophies. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and now like, you know, now, like when I'm training, like, like I said, it's just whenever I'm, I'll pick like however many times I'm going to be training my freestyle, um, in the week. And then whenever I'm not training freestyle, I'm training statics every day, like really hard, you know, and a lot of things that I would like to pass on to my clients as well. And people, um, that are trying to, you know, progress faster is 
um, a lot of my trainings, I'm not going 100% in, in all mm -hmm. of them, you know? So I'm doing kind of like uh, 60% or 70% to allow myself to be able to train the next day or the next following days in a row, you know? So that allows me to get more workouts in by the end of the week versus I'm going 100% in one workout and then the next two days I can't do anything, you know? So at the end of the week is only three workouts versus like every day I'm doing workouts. So that allows me to progress like way faster and focus on a bunch of different things, you know, because you, people don't realize, but you can get a lot of done in one week. You can do so much, you know, and you don't need to destroy yourself. Like what I like to do is low intensity, high volume training where I'm having a low intensity in my workouts. I'm not going like too crazy or intense, but I'm doing a lot of sets, a lot of volume um, to increase the strength and to get a lot of repetition in. And that's totally against or let's uh, this common um, knowledge or like message that is around everywhere. You have to go give 100% in every workout. You have to go exactly. all in. Um, and that's... Uh, I've yeah. noticed the most strength gains when I actually don't do that when I'm like more consistent with my workouts and, but less intense, you know, and I'm doing like, for example, more harder variations or I'm adding weight or something like that, more resistance that allows me to see more strength at the end of the day. And without me completely tiring myself out and fatiguing either. So you're not sore after every workout? No. Sometimes? Sometimes I am. So like if I'm, For example, gonna do like uh, on my really hard freestyle and static days. Mm -hmm. So when I'm training freestyle really hard, no matter what, as soon as I'm done with like two, three hour freestyle sesh, we go into a few hour static sesh right after. So after those kind of days where you're training for like four or five, six hours in the day, yeah, you're gonna feel it. <laughs> <laughs> But for me, it's not every session like that, you know? Okay. Um, those days where I'm going really hard for like six hours a day is mainly the days that we're training with the community on Sunday at the beach. And this is usually once a week um, where everybody comes together um, at the beach and we're all training and motivating each other. And that's why the day lasts so long, you know, for six hours, <laughs> but it's really cool. Yeah. Do you have somebody who uh, do, do, does this uh, periodization for you or is it yourself who plans uh, everything? Yeah, just myself. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm doing it based off of how my body is feeling, mm -hmm. always listening to my body and what my goals are, what my next goals are. Okay, because I was just asking because because uh, there are still athletes. For example, Tony Gastel, he has uh, he's a, a coach himself, but he also has uh, like coaches to plan everything for him. This is why I was interested. Yeah, I don't have a coach, but I've kind of developed uh, such a good understanding of my body over the years that I'm kind of just um, my own coach at this point. And that's where like the discipline comes, you know, it's, it's a lot more than motivation, you know, because not every single day you're going to have motivation, you know, that's when you're going to have to come out with the discipline and the determination and to be on top of yourself, to be your own coach, essentially, you know, telling yourself that you have to do these workouts, you know, and making sure that you're not injuring yourself or you're going too hard or too crazy, you know? So it's really important to be aware of all those things um, when you're training, especially as a professional athlete um, every day, really hard. True. Um, can you take us in, uh, in a normal week, uh, in your normal schedule for a week? <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
for my week, um, I'll, I'll try to do some kind of like workouts, like every day, you know, like I said, like if I'm too sore, um, then I'm, I'll take a rest day, but a lot of times I won't rest completely. I'll do like, I'll train some other skill or some other aspect that I'm not feeling sore in, or I'll do cardio or, you know, like I said, go back to the basics, go back to the foundations and do those. Um, but throughout my week, I'm also doing, um, online training. So I'm trying to like, really like pass on a lot of the information that I also know and help others. Um, through my Instagram, a lot of people have reached out with tons of messages about similar things that you're asking about how to, you know, structure the workouts and how to, you know, train like, uh, with all these drills and exercises safely. And so I'm just figuring out different ways on how to communicate with people, um, how to train my, by myself here. And, um, Recently, um, I haven't been training too much with my teammates. Um, so it's just been myself grinding at home here and occasionally going to the beach. But uh, yeah, man, that's, that's pretty much what I'm doing throughout my week. And um, yeah. So a lot of statics at home because I guess you can't do any uh, freestyle at home. I can do freestyle. Recently, the weather has been like not good it's been raining a little okay. bit here and the wind has just been crazy so i haven't been doing too much freestyles in that case um but whenever it's like that i always can do statics in my room every day i'm doing them and um outside in my backyard i have a setup uh with a bar and i have some rings and all my parallettes so i'm always doing training there um as you can see from the videos the static videos <laughs> true okay yeah, man That's good news. So, uh, yeah, you have a lot of friends these times with, uh, with a good, uh, workout park in the, in the backyard, I guess, uh, a lot of people <laughs> want to train with yeah, you. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes we go to like the, the local parks here. They're not too far away. There's like a few here in the Valley and in LA. Um, but because of this whole virus thing, um, you know, people have been trying to limit going out and stuff. So yeah. It's more of just my teammates whenever we can get together. Um, that's when the real, the real hype and the motivation <laughs> comes because we're always pushing each other, you know, when we're training together. So, yeah. Okay. Um, do you have like a few um, things, uh, advices uh, for the people who want to learn the planche? Um, some stuff that uh, looking back on your experience, on your journey is was uh, crucial to, to having this planche today? <clears throat> um, yeah, so definitely something I mentioned before about the listening to your body and not training 100% for each workout. That's something that I didn't know before when I was, when I was training and that caused me to have like, uh, several injuries. Um, like I had like a really bad shoulder injury, um, for like five, seven months. Um, and it was either impinged or I had like some kind of a little micro tear, but, um, from that, like from those injuries, like I learned like what to do, you know, correctly. And I learned how to listen to my body and not to just kill myself and destroy myself. And I learned that it's also, um, okay to sometimes take a step back and, um, understand when you're overtraining and you're going too hard. And for me, it's sometimes good to do like a deload week where I'm um, just for the whole week, I'll plan every single day of doing like basic exercises and rehab. 
So rehab is another important thing. And I will argue that people should be doing the rehab, if not just as much, but more than their training, you know, because that's actually like what's going to make you able to train harder and gain the strength, you know, without the injuries safely, quickly, efficiently. So I'm always rolling out um, with the ball. I have the ball, lacrosse ball, and I'm doing that. And I have the roller. Um, and for me, I don't recommend to stretch too much just because like when you're doing statics, a certain uh, amount of tightness is needed in your body, you know, mm -hmm. to have the strength. So if you're too loose, then it might cause for, for some kind of injury or displacement, you know? So it's good to just find a balance, you know, it's, it's, it's really about listening to your body and kind of just figuring out what workouts, what drills, what exercises are going to work best for you, you know, because there's a million things out there that, you know, are going to help you, but might not be the best for you. You know, everybody is different and, uh, every, every different method is going to affect somebody differently, you know? So you kind of have to listen to your body and figure out the best method for you. Okay. That's my advice. Nice. <laughs> um, number one question that we received and I, I was, uh, surprised by that, um, was on YouTube and on Instagram was about your, uh, planche form and people were interested in, uh, your, like, uh, your extreme hollow, let's call it. Um, can you tell us more about it? Why do you do that? Um, is it like, it will be, uh, how to call, uh, by, by uh, on purpose, it will be done on purpose. So you will have your thoughts. Yeah. There. So yeah, it's on purpose. Like what I'm doing is on purpose. Like I can do whatever planche form I want. I can do, I can do retracted. I can do neutral. I can do way too much protraction, but right now the best for me is just, uh, not over exaggerated, but kind of like still a good amount of a protraction. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, it all started when my, my teammate, Nikki makes, he showed me a video on YouTube, um, that I believe is deleted now, but I think it was either air. I think it was Gagi from Italy. Um, and he was teaching Eric Ortiz, uh, or somebody like that, um, how to do like the retroversion and the protraction with the form. And like, everybody was gathered around in a circle and like, they were speaking Italian and, and Spanish. So I had no idea what was going on, but, um, I, I could see like, and there was subtitles. So I was, I was watching and I was learning. And like, when I understood like what I needed to do, like, I just, I tried to do it in, uh, just a tuck and going into an advanced tuck. And I realized that because I had like, you know, two years of already like planche strength, I was able to like go into it for a few seconds, for a few seconds, just to feel like what is going to be to, to have that form with the back. Right. And before when I was training, I never liked my form. I never liked that. My, my scapulas were like sticking out like that, but I didn't know how to fix it. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Um, because I was just going and leaning and trying to hold. <laughs> yeah. And after seeing that, I converted all of my trainings to only doing it with protraction and retroversion. And so for six months, um, it took me six months basically to go from that, my old form to a new form of like with protraction full planche. And throughout those six months, it, it was a journey. Like each month, like 
I would be able to hold my back, but my legs would be too low or my hips would be too low or it's too high, you know? So I was experimenting. And then finally, like the more repetition I did it, um, in all of my workouts, I stopped doing like the old way. And I just started doing the basics and the advanced tucks with the clean form. And that's really what, what helped me. And the best, the main thing of why I'm having my form, how it is today is because I'm training like how I'm training my form in the beginning of my training. I'm training it the same at the end. When I'm dead tired, when I'm fatigued, my form is the same. I'm training it the same in all my workouts. So even if you need a more rest, you know, but eventually after you keep doing it every sesh, your body is going to adapt and that's going to be the only way that you can do it. You know, like it's hard for me to go into a bad form now. <laughs> Nobody has seen these scapulas since months then. <laughs> yeah, because for me, it was really interesting. And I, I before the interview, I asked some people who are really strong in planche as well. Um, I asked uh, their opinion about it, but because there were also one or two people who are, uh, asked, when will he fix his form? And for me, it was like, okay, uh, I learned when uh, doing planche, uh, it is important to not have the scapula looking out it's different styles. Like yeah. I'm not going to say it's a right form or it's a wrong form. Like people have really strong planche that are not doing the form like me, you know, and they can do everything the same. So it's just a different style of planche for me. I believe it's more than the form. Mm -hmm. I believe it's, it goes into the strength and like, you know, because when I'm doing like my presses and my pushups and everything, when I'm in a hollow body, I feel like I can contain and I can use more of my body for my strength. Um, you know, when I'm doing my presses and stuff. So when I'm retracted, like for example, um, when I'm going for my press, I don't feel like I can use as much of my, my shoulders. And like, you know, I feel like it's more load on, uh, unnecessary muscles and it will cause, it might cause for injury. You know, I don't know for sure, but before, like I had the injuries and when I switched to the form, like I haven't had really any injuries. So You know, it allow me like when I have protraction, um, when I'm getting tired and I lose some protraction, I can still do my things. I can still press. I can still do the pushups because I know how it felt like to go all the way synced in, you know, so it allows me to have more room to work mm -hmm. with essentially. Interesting. Um, so to count your injuries in your career, the severe uh, shoulder injury, what else did you have uh, as injuries? Um, I broke my toe in Battle of the Bars um, doing double flyaway. I had I broke my hand from doing a super 540 karate chopping the bar. <laughs> And um, I don't think there, there was like some minor injuries here and there. But those are the main ones. And then my shoulder, which was the biggest one for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Um, people also asked, uh, what is your favorite workout when you train statics or uh, is it freestyle? What's more fun? Um, I'll say for me, like, because like I'm a complete athlete, for me is the most fun when I'm doing both. Mm -hmm. together yeah when i'm doing both together but honestly like when i'm by myself i really enjoy doing like statics like just going really hard like because for me it's almost kind of like a, a meditation it's kind of like a therapy 
as well. You know, I could just express myself and go as hard as I want without worrying about what anyone is going to think, you know, and, and for me, that's kind of just like a, a good zone to get into. Um, and I don't feel like really stressed, you know, when I'm doing statics, like I'm just going as hard as I can. Like, I don't have to think about like, if I'm going to fall off of this giant or (laughs) I'm going to do some crazy shit, but I enjoy, I love doing dynamics. Like for me, it's the adrenaline. That's what, uh, gets me to love doing the dynamics. Um, it's different feelings, you know, like when you do the dynamics, like you feel like you're flying, you feel like you have the adrenaline is crazy. But when you're doing statics, you feel like you have the power, you feel like super strong, you know, and you can just, you know, it's, it's different feelings and it's two feelings that I'm forever going to be in love with. And that's why I love calisthenics. So <laughs> great. Um, let's switch to, um, competition preparation. Uh, how does it, uh, this look like for you? So competition preparation is, is very important. Like I would say, like when I'm, when I'm training for competition, um, I've tested out different actual like methods. Um, I've tried being like super stressed about it and like taking it like super, super serious, like every single day, like every week, you know, like I'm thinking about it every night I go to sleep. <laughs> um, but I've also tried methods where I'm just kind of laid back. I'm relaxed. I'm my workouts have not really changed. You know, I'm just doing my normal workouts, training how I am not thinking about it too much, you know, just going with the flow. And I realized that the best for me is a, a mix of both mm-hmm. is a mix of worrying about it a little bit and taking it serious, obvious, of course. And at the same time, being kind of laid back about it and chill about it and not stressing too much over it, because that's what kind of, that's when you get in your head, you know, and that's when you, you start second guessing yourself and overthinking. Um, and for me, like, I'll just be like, I know, like, if I have a date for a competition, I know that I'm going to be the most that I possibly can be prepared Mm -hmm. for that date. You know, so like whether it's like a month or two before, like that's when I'm going to really start doing more endurance training. Um, But other than that, the training doesn't really change. It doesn't really change. I'm still doing like all of my combos. Maybe like if I know that I'm going to do specific combos, I'll do more repetitions of of that combo over and over again. But other than that, it's just more endurance training and more cardio training like for um, for battle the bars when it's like 45 seconds break, 45 seconds break, mm-hmm. uh, the best thing for me and which might help some athletes as well is doing uh, burpees and jump roping kind of cycles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like mixing those workouts with statics. So like it's the best feeling for me. You get completely burned out and it feels like you're in the competition, like you're competing, you know, because like 45 seconds, you're going as hard as you can burpees like max out and then instead of resting for 30 minutes how you would in the competition i'm going and i'm doing a static hold so it's it's kind of like that's what the endurance is and just in a few weeks you can tell like a huge difference from doing that kind of training you know i don't do it all the time because it's hard on your body it's Mm -hmm. it's hard on your body it's a lot of neurological you know so and it's not really fun to be going like that hard all the time. Like I said, you know, (laughs) you kind of want to enjoy your training and have fun with it. So, yeah. Interesting. I didn't expect that the word burpee would fall into in this interview. So uh... (laughs) big time, bro. Burpees are amazing for me. 
Okay, wow. Well, um, yeah, somebody was asking, and that's uh, something that um, I see in this interview. You're like balancing uh, statics and dynamics. You're balancing your uh, mental work and the preparation for uh, for the competition, etc. So you seem like a really balanced guy. And somebody was asking, you seem really happy and relaxed in your workouts. What's your ph philosophy for life? What's my philosophy for life? Um, <laughs> Big question, bro. but maybe you have some, <laughs> some thoughts on it. I mean, really, like, just my goals for calisthenics is to inspire people and to, like, you know, to get more people involved in fitness and movement and in the community and to help people understand that just because I'm doing, like, all these crazy advanced things, it doesn't mean that, you know, they can't do it, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, that's why I'm also doing like, I'm trying to do more into my coaching and into my training to get more people exposed into my methods of, of working out and training. And, you know, the more people that can, you know, start, you know, joining calisthenics and just being aware of what we do, you know, that makes me really happy. You know, when I like teach somebody and, uh, or inspire somebody and they do something that like I did, or like, they tell me that, you know, they accomplished it because they watch me. Then for me, that that builds more motivation for me. So like when I'm in my workouts, like I'm thinking about like, how can I, how can I progress myself? I'm always thinking, how can I be better than I was before, but always, how can I like inspire other people that are watching me, you know? And I want people when they watch me to, to see that I'm having fun, you know, like, it's not like a chore for me. It's not like a work, like when I'm doing calisthenics, like, Yeah, it's my job, but it's 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 what I love. It's fun, you know. I'm doing this every day because I enjoy it. As soon as it stops being fun, as soon as something is not fun for me, I'm gonna stop doing it. I'm gonna switch it. Like if competing is not gonna be fun for me anymore, I'm gonna stop competing. Like, you know, like for me, it's all just about a balance and how I'm feeling. So if I'm happy in what I'm doing, I'm gonna keep doing it. Great. Yeah. That's uh, the reason why you look so happy. That's uh, nice. Um, <laughs> do, you you, do you plan to compete again this year? Uh, yeah, uh, um, I'm, I really want to compete. So we're having our competition in Ecuador in the Street Fit uh, September. It should be September if everything goes well. Um, we're hoping for it to be a huge championship. But I'm realizing that I don't want to compete so much and so often anymore like i want to just choose like like the main competitions the ones that are going to be uh the most important for me that i want to go to and just do maybe a few a year um because that will allow me to just focus and progress more um and allow me to work on myself more as well um and some of the actual competitions that i'm really hoping to compete is if they have it this year burning gate Yes, it would be my dream. <laughs> it would be my dream to compete in an only statics competition. Tons of people have been messaging me too, like, "Bro, you gotta do this! Like, you <laughs> do this!" And I watch the video, like, I watch the the YouTube video, like, over and over again for motivation. Like, yeah. to this day, like, you know, there's it blows my mind some of the stuff that I see. You know, yeah. there's like some of the strongest athletes in the world there. So, it's just to be on that stage would be incredible. And you know, Spain the Madrid competition and Moscow world championship. Those are just some of the ones that are on my list. So, okay. Mm -hmm. So picking out the best ones, uh, the best, the ones that fit you the best and uh, yeah, competing. Exactly. Definitely. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Um, yeah. 
I think one of the last questions is uh, coming to diet uh, slash nutrition. Um, can you tell us more how, how it looks like for you? Um, for my diet and nutrition, I'm not, I'm not going too serious with it. Like I'm always like eating good quality foods and I'm thinking about what I'm eating, but I'm not like counting my calories or like, uh, my macros or anything, or I'm not like too serious about like writing it down or anything. Like for me, a lot of times, like what I'll do is sometimes intermittent fasting, mm -hmm. um, in a way, what I do it, how I do it is, um, I won't eat for like the first three, four hours of the day. And I'm waking up usually at like 8 a.m. So I'll be eating around like noon, like one o'clock sometimes. And for me, like that's when I feel the best, you know? And um, if I'm not going to be having breakfast, then I'll just go to, straight to a lunch and then I'll have like some healthy snacks or whatever throughout the day and then my main dinner. So it's either three or two meals a day. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm just always trying to be conscious of eating quality food, maintaining the, the meat, uh, the protein with the carbs and the vegetables. And I'm actually always having like uh, fruit like every day, like okay. fruit every day is really good. Like I've realized that, um, in the morning is the best for me. Like it kind of just acts as like a little pre-workout uh, energy boost to get the day going, you know, and the fruit. So yeah, man. Great. Uh, do you take smoothies? Smoothies. Sorry. Okay. Smoothies, same as fruits, I guess. Yeah. I'll, I love doing the smoothies, yeah. uh, and I'll put like some supplements in there too, you know, like chia seeds, hemp, make it good. True. And then smoothies, you can eat so much mass and, and like so easy. Nobody would eat two bananas and apple. Uh, I don't know everything, but uh, in a smoothie, it's easy. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, your opinion on supplements? Uh, supplements? I'm not a big fan on supplements. Um, only I'm a fan on like natural supplements, like mm -hmm. herbs, like herbs and stuff. Like I, I'm taking stuff like that and homeopathic remedies. Mm -hmm. Um, those are the best for me. I don't like, um, for pre-workout, like occasionally when I'm like super dead and I need it, like I'll take like a few sips of a bang and I'm already like crazy, <laughs> you know, because before, like I used to drink like a monster, you know, and I wouldn't even feel it. I wouldn't feel oh. nothing. So it's, it's pointless to me. And like, all the all the stuff that they put in there extra is 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 not really good but occasionally i don't see a problem with it um i used to do this is actually funny because when i was first starting calisthenics um and doing reps and sets um i was also doing a little bit of weightlifting mm -hmm. and because i just wanted to get stronger bigger i was like 100 pounds like so small wow. so anything i could do you know and i was drinking three protein shakes a day <laughs> wow. along with my meals bro like wow. with, and it was chocolate you know so i was you can imagine how bloated i was feeling you know yeah. like it, it was not good and that's really <laughs> what made me change into that kind of philosophy of uh being more healthy with the herbs and stuff. that's i think like when i when somebody tells me this i always have to think of the um the uh, toilets on a on a fitness convention you know they always smell like <laughs> <laughs> like these are the people yeah, who man. drink it every day like every day three five uh, protein shakes i don't know this is what i imagine Bro. because the it's the body is not made for this it doesn't digest like yeah. i literally feel like 10 pounds heavier like at the end of the day 
Yeah, it's crazy. but not good heavier, even though you wanted to gain mass. Uh, mass. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Cool. Um, yeah. The last question uh, is, uh, yeah, what are your goals for this year? What can we expect from you 2021? Uh, my goals for this year. So I'm pretty sure people have uh, like known this already, but I've been low key about it. Um, I'm really just trying to level up my big dynamics and my power moves. Um, for the past like two months, I've been grinding on the 720. Wow. it's the hardest so far it's been like the hardest trick for me ever that i've trained um mentally you know so yeah. um, i'm making a lot of progress and I'm, i'm going in the right direction and um i'm not just gonna stop there i'm hoping this year i can unlock uh, other things like the super 540 and i can get my uh super 540 clean again and just start incorporating more like risky big tricks into my into my combos to to take everything to the next level because I know every, I know the top athletes, they, they have been grinding, man. Like we've all been grinding and pushing each other on the social medias and, and, you know, in the DMS as well. And we're just waiting for, for the comps to come. So um, just going to keep training hard, man. And uh, grinding for that next big competition and hope to take it to that next level. Great. Yeah. Nice. At the end, we always have some quick questions, quick answers. Sure. Uh, what do you prefer, pizza or burger? <laughs> burger. Burger, okay. Uh, are you a dog or a cat person? Um, I'm a dog, but I love my cat. He's okay. my brother. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the room, so yeah, you can't say yeah, anything else. Yeah, I can't else. hate on him. <laughs> Great. Uh, do you have a favorite location for holidays? Um, yeah, I would say Cancun. Okay, Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> Great. Um, who are the athletes that you look at or the, that inspire you for your workout? Um, just to name off the top of my head, some athletes, uh, Daniel Lazens, Eric Ortiz, Roger, Steve, um, so many, Cuate, Melnick, uh, um, There's just so many, my teammates. Um, God, I have to think. There's too many. Those are just, there's just a few, but yeah. a lot of guys are inspiring me right now. Um, a bunch of guys from uh, Mexico, um, they've been tagging me in like their freestyles and statics and stuff. So I've been getting motivated from their motivation by me. So yeah. it's just a constant cycle of, you know, it's all positivity awesome, and motivation. I love the community. Great. And that's what I love about Calisthenics. It's really this international thing, A, because you're sitting in America, there's somebody listening in uh, Mexico or India or wherever. I'm sitting in Germany and it's like so international, um, which is something really positive in my opinion because it has a yeah. big power. And it doesn't matter, you know, for like all like the top athletes, like trying to, you know, like uh, get to the top or whatever. We're all still, you know, sharing information with each other yeah. and, you know, like, I'm not really like the type of person to like be like, oh no, I don't want to tell you like some some of my <laughs> secrets or knowledge so that you can be better than me, you know? Like yeah. no, like the more people that can uh, learn that and experience it and then be better than me, the better, you know? Because yeah. we want people to uh, take this sport to the next level. That's why I'm a big advocate on teaching kids um, calisthenics because they're the next generation. Like if I know like Melnick. Um, he started 
so young. He had a planche when he was 11 years old, you know, like imagine kids starting calisthenics from like so young. And then, you know, that would just be a whole different world. <laughs> true. That's true. Uh, do you have a favorite book? Um, I'm not big on reading, but um, recently some of my friends have been reading the book Breathe. Mm -hmm. um, all about different types of breath works and methods like that. Um, so I'm thinking about uh, reading that book because I'm always interested in like meditation and different ways of like breathing and stuff like that to help for like anything really, you know. Great. I just have to smile because uh, two interviews before it was uh, Matteo Spinazzola, Matteo Deo. Uh, he also recommended the book that he didn't read. So uh, <laughs> that's yeah. quite yeah. funny if somebody begins. I'm not a big reader, but uh, I always <laughs> know something is about to come. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm big on movies. I'm big on movies. Okay. Yeah. That's the next question. What's your favorite movie? Um, my favorite movie. I'll, I'll say like my favorite series, um, Harry Potter. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's good. Um, yes. Uh, do you have a favorite uh, calisthenics event you've visited? Yes. Um, I will say the craziest event will probably be, okay, the top two, Hong Kong mm -hmm. and New York call out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, still... Uh, Yeah, the Hong yeah. Kong 2019 Super Final, and then a few months following the Call Out Six. Okay, craziest competitions of my life for sure. <laughs> Great. Uh, yes, and then the last question: What's your message to the calisthenics community? My message to the calisthenics community. Hmm, tough one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just say uh, my message is to. Um, Follow your dreams, never to sell yourself short. Like if you have goals, you know, like try to never, never stop reaching your goals. Like the best thing for me is to kind of um, establish like a long-term goals, uh, medium-term goals and a short-term goals. And that way you can find out what you need to be doing in the short term and the now to be able to get to your medium term and to your long-term goals. And yeah, man, it's like, if you have a dream, like don't stop chasing that because I've already accomplished several of my dreams that I never thought that I would be able to just from like being consistent, being disciplined and following my passion, you know? So anything is possible. If you put your mind to it, listen to your body, don't overtrain. Um, yeah, man, that's it. Calisthenics for life. <laughs> be active stay moving stay healthy uh mental health is important um i'll argue that um you know mental the mind is if not more important than the physical aspect of the sport you know um so keep your mind healthy do the things that make you happy take time for yourself don't get too into one one thing and get too sucked in you know um because it's really easy to do that so keep your mind open always and yeah, do what you love. Great. That's my message. Wow. That's uh, an own uh, motivational video we can do out of this. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Good. Hey, I appreciate the interview, man. Thank you for the invitation. Again, it's really been an honor to be, to be here with you.
You're welcome, really. And for the people who are interested in uh, in your coaching, because uh, you're also doing online coaching, right? Yeah, I'm doing online coaching through WhatsApp. And I'm also here in LA doing one-on-one -on -one coaching for anybody that's in the Valley or LA Okay, area. great. So for everybody who is interested in that, they contact you via Instagram or YouTube? Yeah, or, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram, okay. Mm -hmm. Instagram cool. would be great. We will put all your socials in the description so everybody who wants to reach out to you, uh, he awesome. can find you. And uh, yeah, big, big uh, thank yeah, you, man. Thomas, for taking the time. Thank really you again. Appreciate thanks it. so much. Have a great rest of your night. Yes, you too. And uh, we'll thanks for everyone touch. listening to this. Um, and uh, yeah, we really appreciate the support. Give us a thumbs up, share this interview if you uh, took one or two things from Thomas uh, to, to, to let to share it with your friends and uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. You. Thank you for having me. Much love. Bye.